Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. I noticed that when it's pouring down rain, if I look out my bedroom window, there's this, you know how you have like a downspout? Um, and then like it comes down and then it, uh, there's another one that goes down the roof. It's like a little elbow and then it goes down the roof and then into another gutter. I can see that thing there. And, uh, I noticed that there's water shooting out of the side of the thing that goes along the roof. It's, it's, you know, one of the, one of the fucking, uh, uh, gutter tubes. And so I realize that it's so packed with dirt and debris that the water is not leaving it and going into the gutter. It's just shooting out of the side. There's so much pressure that it 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 ruptured it, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck am I seeing here? Are you telling me that I have so neglected things that the downspout is packed with shit and it's destroyed the gutter? Is that is that what's happened? Yes, that's exactly what's happened. Except I'm putting that thing off about taking care of that forever. Because I, you know, I always feel so stinking inept. Because I don't know. I just, it just never gets done right. Or I get hurt. I just, uh, I start it and then don't finish it because I don't know what I'm doing. But I actually go out the bedroom window, and I'm now on the roof yesterday. I get down, and uh, I'm sitting on the roof, actually on the shingles, and the thing's in front of me, you know, uh, running horizontally. And uh, I can tell it has so much weight to it, it's packed with the shit. So I go, okay. And uh, I start to, like, monkey with it. And I can see that there's just one little uh, screw holding it on. First, I thought it was a rivet. And as strange as it sounds, because I know I'm so inept, believe it or not, I got one of those kits that you can, it's like a pop rivet kit. I go, all right, if I, if I take the old rivet out, but it wasn't a rivet, it was a little screw, a little uh, uh, aluminum screw or whatever, sheet metal screw. I take the fucking thing out and then the thing comes right off. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I like shake it and like, decades of debris comes flying out of this thing. Now my, my thought process is even though it's compromised with, um, by the way, hype train is close sub gift or bits. Now use them to start a hype train. Okay. I'm just letting you know, despite my uh, ineptness, I think I can fix this fucking thing. There's that uh, rupture in the side of it, but uh, if I if I you know get all the shit out, I don't need to replace it. It's still gonna it'll work fine as long as there's no shit in it, you know. So I'm thinking I might be able to get away with this no problem. Now I know I can see by the comments, uh, uh, various comments about me getting hurt. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you for the hype train. It's been it's been months. Getting hurt, dying, 
up on the roof. But uh, no, no, I um ended up uh, screwing that thing back on. Thank you, Amanda. You're very kind. And uh, holy shit, man! Oh, it felt so good because then uh, uh, I you know then I went down. I'm like I'm on a roll. I went back in the window, and then um, uh, there's another. You know how like uh, that same gutter it then attaches and it goes down into a, what's known as tile which is that black uh, fucking hose shit that attaches to it and then it pulls the water away from your house. Well, there was something wrong with uh, with that thing, so I had to dig it all up, and I did all this shit. I got it done. I was like, oh, my God, I'm on a roll. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, I also, you may notice, because I started, I ended last week with I never get anything done. I never, it always is just piling up. But I saw somebody online said, you got to start small. I got my daisy uh, painting hung. The one that Nikki made for me. There it is. It will forever be there. It looks crooked, doesn't it? No, it looks fine. I moved some things around. I got it. I got daisy next to John Lennon. Uh, this weekend... I remember my dad, he got a gift uh, for his birthday. And I thought, I must get that thing. And we talked about the damn thing. You you just step on it in the ground over the stupid dandelion. And then you just lift it out and the dandelion sticking on the thing. Yes. 44 bucks for this fucking thing. Oh my God. Some rich fuck is just getting richer. It's called Grandpa's Dandelion Picker. It's a must-have. If you got the stupid dandelions all over your yard like I do. But the problem is, I had so many dandelions, I went ahead and picked them all with Grandpa's Dandelion Picker. And uh, it, 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 pulls a, um, it pulls a chunk, like a plug of dirt out. And then you kind of like step on it. So it looks a little wonky after you pull it out, you know? But, uh... You still, you get the damn dandelion out. Okay. Well, after doing the whole yard, I then uh, took a step back and, uh, and, and looked at the yard and it looks like, uh, you know, a fucking Baghdad airport after we bombed the shit out of it. It's not that bad though. It's better than what it was. Tyler says, where'd you get that at Meyer? I bought it at uh Gemmons. I would have gotten that thing from my friends over at Baldwin Ace Hardware, but it's 100 miles away from me. Anyway, thank you for the reminder that this uh, show, the studio, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, Today, or this uh, past weekend, uh, what's the dog's name again? Darla. She uh, progressed. She aged from cute little puppy to a teenage dog that uh, is an asshole. Okay. She, uh, my God, just getting on everybody's nerves. A, a biting. She's like biting O'Neal and Bruce and they're just like, okay, you know, are you serious? Enough. 
that's been kind of uh, affecting us. And that, and something has to give on the sleeping arrangement. Okay. Um, Bruce or uh, O'Neill, I think, is going to get banned to the basement. He is just too long, too gigantic. Uh, it's impossible to sleep. And I think Darla, when she grows up, is right behind him because she's going to be snoring like a like a monster uh, before too long. Bruce does not. So, all right. Diana and I are sleeping in the same bed again, but it's a packed house. It's just not going to work. You've got O'Neal at the, at the foot of the bed, so you can't really extend your legs because he lays across the bed. And then Bruce and Darla, and they move around all night because they don't like... Okay, Darla curls up next to Bruce, and he's like, fuck you, and he moves, and then she moves. So this goes on all night, and it's it's just horrible. So Diana finally is able to get back into the bed, and uh, oh, man, it's just not good. Your old pal EZ did not sleep well last two nights. Not at all. Kenny says, Darla is going to fill Daisy's role as queen bully in no time. I bet you. No, you're absolutely right. That is usually the temperament of these dogs. Um, yeah, that is as soon as she gets a little bigger and can and she can beat the hell out of them, which she will be able to. She'll be a 55, 60-pound dog. It's just a fucking bill, like a cinder block. Uh, yeah, you can count on it. Which, by the way, Bruce is a gigantic French bulldog. Most French bulldogs top out at about 24, 25 pounds. Bruce is 39. The biggest French bulldog ever, ever was just shy of 48. So that's a long way to go and he's not going to get any bigger. Uh Uh-oh. She is up. Oh, no. What is it? Oh, hang on. She's crying. And I've got an update about what we do when she's crying. Hold that thought. You want some water? That's exactly what she wanted. <laughs> Kenny writes, cause Kenny stayed with me for a couple nights. He says, I'll never forget O'Neill just kind of hanging out and then wham, out of nowhere, Daisy ran and plowed into him. And O'Neill's response was like, okay, I guess I deserve that. Um, for the first time this weekend, I had shit to do. I had to go like mow the lawn. I've been, I was on this mission to get shit done. So, all right, I gotta, I gotta get out there and mow this fucking lawn and no one's home except for the NFK and he can't watch a dog. Uh, so I take the dog and I put her in her crate, her little, her little cage and, uh, off I go, and she starts screaming like I'm sawing her feet off. Oh, just so pissed. And uh, I I was outside, and I could hear her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And um, I put O'Neal in his crate next to her to keep her company, and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're making me do this? You asshole. Tarantula Farmer, we've got uh, paintball Sunday. You coming? Um, so 
that all unfolded, but she, she did it. She like calmed down. So it was cool. It worked out. That's where we are with Darla. A couple of accidents in the house. She did pee a couple of times. Not good. So now I'm keeping my eye, my eye on her right now. I'm always concerned. No peeing in the house. And then fucking Bruce. Jesus. The NFK. He, uh, when he takes a shower, he takes his clothes and just throws them in the laundry room on the ground, which is a horrible habit. And then Bruce goes in there and I know, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And uh, he wanders into there, and I could sense he was up to something. Sure enough, he took a huge pee right on the NFK's clothes. So now I'm like, Kevin, we get we can't just throw your clothes on the ground anymore. We got, and he's like, Oh, okay. He's taking his own showers right now, which I am. I am not. I'm very suspicious of uh, what's going on in those showers. Uh, hang on. Okay. think she's gonna go to go to bed now good luck with that okay hope you all had a good weekend i know i did other than uh, the complaints that i've already had for you i've uh i'm otherwise happy i'm generally very happy these days uh so hopefully you know you had a good weekend all right, plenty of things to get to today, including including a detailed history of the NFK, because I saw on the um, sparsely populated Eric Zane show subreddit um, a guy that I um, was introduced to on Reddit on the Freebear and Hot Wings show subreddit. He made a nice comment about me on their uh, subreddit, so I reached out to him. I said, "Hey, thanks for that. I appreciate it." He had no idea that I was doing a podcast. None. He's known as D Squarius Green JR. Um, and uh, I guess years ago when we visited Albany, Albany New, uh, I can't talk, Albany, New York, I interacted with the dude at a video game store and uh, we played Mario Kart or some shit. But um, he checked out the show and he's um, getting the lay of the land of how things work. And he had a question, and his uh, question was, first of all, he titled his subject on the uh, thread, just quit FBHW and started listening. He writes, loving the podcast. I'm out of the loop on a few things. Who's the NFK? Anything else I need to get caught up on? Any particularly good episodes I should listen to? Uh, About that, to me, they all run together. I don't, I, I would have a hard time telling you anyone in particular, uh, like, oh yeah, if you check out this number, it's great. Uh, I wrote the NFK, the hot zester dude. He lives with us now. You're just getting on board. Gives me a great opportunity to explain who he is in my next show. I'll explain today. Thanks for giving the show a try. Logan says NFK is no filter. Kevin Eric's brother-in-law. 
JRE fan 1991 says episode 940 is a must listen NFK story. So that's about 80 some episodes ago. No, that's about a hundred some episodes ago. I'm guessing that's the story about uh, the Gary from men's warehouse incident. I think that the Gary from men's warehouse incident is even more spectacular than the hot zester because of the multiple layers in the men's warehouse incident story. Can you guys hear the puppy? This is what I'm talking about. She's on her back and I don't think she can get off of it. Hang on. She was frustrated because she was on her back and she couldn't get up. Okay. You want to say something? Anything? Mm-hmm. Really? What do you think about all the violence in Sudan? What the hell is going on here? Maureen says she's a turtle potato. Yeah. Uh, Amy said, oh, my God, she's like a flipped over turtle. Incredible. Tarantula Farmer says any episode of the hamster story. Was another good one. Okay. Now, in the background, you can see freaking Darla is now crawling on top of Bruce. Look at how patient he is. He doesn't flinch. She's going to end up sleeping right there, right on top of him. They're like, just shut up. Just lay down. Be still. The fuck? Son of a bitch. Okay. Where am I here? What am I doing? First of all, this show every day is on Twitch. I have 974 followers on Twitch. I'm trying to make a hard push to 1,000. So we need 26 people. So if you're watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube right now, I'm about to kick you out. If you want the full show, you have to go to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. That's twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app. Search Eric Zane Live, all one word, and follow. If you subscribe, you get the show commercial free. Uh, if you The best way to subscribe is by linking up your Amazon Prime account. Once you link up Amazon Prime every month, you'll have to click the little little, uh, little button below where we're uh, where you can see me where it says subscribe. And then that's it. Uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane live. Uh, otherwise you can get the audio podcast shortly after this finishes. I post it wherever you download shows about, uh, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page at Eric Zane. Uh, I'm sorry. At Eric Zane show on Twitter and then on YouTube as well. Send me an email in the shoreliner striping inbox, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Okay. Uh, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 
Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And thank you for following on YouTube as well. All right. Mitch uh, probably hasn't been here in a short while. Says, is that a, uh, another English bulldog? Yes. Uh, over my shoulder here is uh, the image, the painting of Daisy. Uh, Daisy passed on uh, about a month ago. Unfortunately, that was a very, very traumatic time for us. Still is. Still miss her terribly. Um, about uh, two weeks ago, Diana uh, sent me a image of Darla here, and um, that's the secret weapon. If she really wants a dog and she sends the picture, you're better off just saying, hey, sounds good, because you don't want to be in that world. You don't want to be in that world where it's like you're the one saying no. Mitch says, ah, my wife and the doctors refer to those as student loan repairs because of how often they end up in the clinic. Yes. Yes, that's true. Daisy was uh, really, really healthy, though, because uh, but except for her knees, her back legs, each knee, she blew out an ACL. So she didn't have like skin issues or, uh, you know, other other issues that. Uh, chronically plague these dogs but she did have the knees which those are so expensive 35 a knee so we purchased health insurance or vet insurance pet insurance for uh darla here she has pet insurance it's a uh, 20 bucks a month and uh, she gets uh, a really, well, nothing's 100% covered, but uh, when it comes to pet insurance, we have the most coverage that can possibly be offered because uh, of her age and no health, um, health conditions to speak of right now. Because how they do this is they then petition the vet who gives a full report on the dog's health and they'll get a clean bill of uh, health for this nine-week-old puppy. Nine-week, two-day-old puppy. All right. So, I want to uh, share a video with you that uh, Chris sent along. It was uh, from Fox 2 in Detroit. Their uh, roving reporter did a... um, a piece on 420. I guess the uh, area dispensaries, recreational marijuana dispensaries, uh, were kind of like doing a uh, big blowout party. And uh, so Fox 2 was invited interviewing some of the people that were enjoying the day. Boy, we live in a fantastic world right now where, I mean, if you think about... uh, the whole sequence of decriminalizing it and then making it a hundred percent legal, legal to smoke pot, but it's gone even further than that because I think for the most part, people just smoke it, um, in a way that you wouldn't see someone drinking beer 
Like, if you were caught walking down the street drinking a beer, you, you'd get in trouble for that. You know, unless you're at your own house or something like that. But if you're like, uh, but nowadays, everybody smokes pot uh, no matter where they are. And the cops don't do shit about it. Audio check, video check. This story is fantastic. I'm here on the west side of Detroit celebrating 420 day. It is a, hey, Jay. Jay. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Smoking on the news. <laughs> That's what he's saying. I'm smoking on the news. How great is that? Smoking on the news. It is a, hey, Jay. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Smoking on the news. Smoke it, man. Hit it, Charlie. Hit it, man. Hit it, Charlie. That holiday, 420, April 20th, celebrating everything hot. How are you celebrating it today? Like this. You know what I'm saying? Smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Get out. <laughs> Everybody on the bus. Like many on the weed bar bus from Eastern Market to here. It's first stop at the Detroit Herbal Center on Detroit's west side. So they go to the weed bar, I guess, where they start, and then they just go to various dispensary, various dispensaries and smoke pot. Free weed. Who wants the weed? This guy's giving pot away. And many happy that this year, smoking pot for recreation is legal and business is good. Business been good. Yeah, you making you know money? I can't complain. Everybody's dressed immaculately. Tons of cash flowing out of these guys. Is it cheaper now? Heck yeah, way cheaper. I'm saying like the gang's saturated now, so like everybody can afford it. Did he say the gang saturated us so everybody can afford it? Is that is that what he said? Weed. Who wants the weed? And many happy that this year smoking pot was good. Business been good. Yeah, you making you know money? I can't complain. Is it cheaper now? Heck yeah, way cheaper. I'm saying like the gang's saturated now, so like everybody can afford it. And further on the west side, on the corner of Warren and Greenfield, the Herbal City of Warren Cannabis Company is celebrating. 420, the holiday of that only matters to a lot of people in Detroit. See, she had a hard time spitting that one out, it seemed like. That only matters to a lot of people in Detroit. 420, 420, all the time. Uh, the caption on this tweet was Detroit just don't give a fuck. It's not just today. It's mostly every day. And with all this pot, most places are giving away free burgers or Cinnabons or sandwiches. How was it? This dude is so stowed. Listen to me. Look at him. I ain't gonna lie to you. Amazing. You gotta grab one of them Jones. So, with the munchies satisfying, feeling good, it's back on the weed bus for another 420 celebration in the D. <laughs> Look at me, Ma. I made it. Look at me, Ma. I made it. Charlie Langton, Fox Two News. What's a weed, Charlie? Oh God. Oh, that's fantastic. Um. Yeah. Kenny says, I heard there's a dispensary in Michigan called The Dude Abides. Kyle says, don't forget about July 10 
when we get to do this all over again. Why? What is what is that? I'm not sure why uh, July 10 would have some type of uh, milestone attached to it. Um, Kenny says, just follow that uh, smoking on the news guy all around all day. I would totally watch that. Yeah, the beauty about that guy is he's a character. Did you see how comfortable he was on camera? I mean, on cue, he does a beautiful thing, smoking on the news. That guy's an absolute natural. I agree. A camera should be a. They should do a reality show based on the weed bar. I mean, the dude's funny, whoever the fuck he is. All right. I, uh, I, I love that in the great state of Michigan. You can buy it, you can sell it, you can smoke it, all this shit. I don't, I, I don't necessarily like it if they're, uh, if they're, if they're high in driving. I hope that's uh, something that uh, becomes a thing of the past. But holy shit! Frankly, though, I'd rather have them be stoned than drunk. You know, we live in a freedom utopia when it comes to, uh. You know, pot and gambling. You know? Uh, Speaking of gambling, I talked about this on the Patreon Friday. Uh, We've had a bit of a hiccup in my Detroit Lions offseason as four players have gotten busted for gambling, two of which were suspended for the entire football season because they gambled on pro football. And then the Lions promptly cut them. A couple of uh, backup players. But the big one was the first round round draft pick, Jamison Williams, the previous year. He didn't play much this past season because he was recovering from a knee injury. But uh, he got in trouble, and he's been suspended six, uh, six games, and some other guy no one's heard of got suspended six games. Now, they got suspended on a technicality. They gambled on a college football game, which you can. That is allowed. But the rule states you can't actually hit, uh, place the bet on your mobile device on team property. Training facility, bus, uh, stadium, team event, I guess. Um, and I don't know how they found that shit out, but they, they did. And so now that's a bummer. So he can't play for six games. Kind of a bummer. I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, But hopefully this... uh, The thing is, you know how much money that guy's losing? In those six games, he's losing salary and bonuses that equate to over $7 million. Holy shit. My God. Speaking of gambling, I saw a documentary the fuck was that called it's a documentary series on netflix it's a couple years old but it's about people in athletics who fuck up i think it's called bad sport continue watching eric yeah i can't find it i think it's called bad sport but it's a series where each episode has its own um, 
story. So the first one I watched, oh my God, I'd never heard of this. In nineteen the 1994 college basketball season, uh, Arizona State Sun Devils is the name of the team. And uh, they got one guy on the team who's like really, really good. His name is Stevin, S-T-E-V-I-N, Stevin Smith. His nickname, he had a cool nickname, Headache. Headache Smith, because he would always cause headaches for the other team. He was the point guard. He's like the little buddy who like dribbles in and like dishes a pass or he drains a three and just, you know, just killing it. And he was uh, uh, All-American for two straight years and got to be a first round draft pick in the NBA and make millions of dollars. And listen to how this fucking dude fucked it up. Uh, I'm going to totally ruin this story for you, but who cares? You're not going to watch it anyway. Um, he was in, he liked to gamble. He bet on some football and his pal that he grew up with, he owed him $10,000 bookmaker. And, uh, the bookmaker convinces Steven Smith, headache Smith to, um, do point shaving. So what that means is Arizona state is favored by 10 points over somebody. Doesn't matter who in a game. Steven works hard to only win by eight. Before that, the bookmaker bets a bunch of money on the opponent to cover. So he's going to take Washington plus the 10 points. Smith makes it so that they only win by eight, misses a shot, turns the ball over late on purpose to fix the score. That's shaving the points. Um, well, the bookmaker gets Stevin Smith to agree to it for two games to pay off the $10,000 he owes him. The bookmaker and another dude throw $500,000 onto Arizona State's opponents, uh, opponent in the first game. And it works. They ended up raking in $1.2 million. Game number two, same thing. They take the $1.2 million and bet it on the opponent. And the way they did this, the only way you could place a bet back then was physically going to the book in Vegas and putting your money through the to the teller and she gives you a betting slip. But in order to keep the bookmakers, the odds makers from getting suspicious, uh, you wanted to keep the bet about $9,000. Nothing more. But they're starting to think something's up because you got all these different casinos. Uh, people are going into uh, this. These guys are going into different casinos and, and making that bet. And, and the odds makers are like collaborating with each other, the different casinos. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. It's a ton of money being bet on the opponent of Arizona State. So they start sniffing around and uh, they're paying attention to the actual game to see who could possibly be throwing the game. They're thinking it's going on, that the fix is in. Sure enough, it happens again and they it, it works. So now the uh, what was $500,000 is $5 million. And they, they pay off Stevin Smith. They uh, absolve him of his debt and they give him 20000 bucks. He spends all the fucking money. And then um, 
the feds get involved and they start paying attention to uh, tips that Stevan Smith has spent, he suddenly has flushed with cash. So if you'd have just laid low, he probably wouldn't have gotten busted. But of course, um, it unravels. The shit hits the fan. Everybody goes jail. And Stevan Smith never plays a game in the NBA. Uh, he never drafted. Nobody gave a shit about him because he's corrupted. He ended up, believe it or not, playing his first season of basketball on the quote-unquote pro level in the CBA, not the NBA, in Grand Rapids. He played for the old Grand Rapids hoops back in the day. My God. Maureen says he sounds like a real intellectual. Yeah, he was a kid. 20-year-old dumbass is what that was. I probably would have done the same thing. This is the same type of crime that, uh, you remember the movie Goodfellas? Ray Liotta played the part of Henry Hill. Henry Hill was involved in point shaving for the Boston College basketball team in the 1978-79 season. Same damn deal. And it worked. Uh, But when he got arrested for drug trafficking, he ratted out the whole scheme just to save himself so that he could turn state's evidence, uh, part of a whole big pile of state's evidence, and then go into the witness protection program. It's incredible. Um, great series though, bad sport on Netflix. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. By the way, um, I was, I had a couple of shows recommended to me that I just could not, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And, uh, I'm kind of a tough sell when it comes to these, but I think it was Linda recommended point break about tennis. Couldn't do it. I made it half an episode and I'm like, eh, can't do it. And then she recommended one called uh, Gunther about this fucking dog, this rich fucking dog. And uh, it's, uh, oh boy, I couldn't do it. It was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Rich fucker, um, all sorts of corruption. Uh, Yeah, believe it or not, a rich dog. No, Kenny, I'm not going to watch The Mandalorian. No, that's even dumber than Gunther. I watched as much as I could and I can't take anymore. Ted Lasso, The Last of Us. I'm not watching The Last of Us. Uh, And uh, Ted Lasso, I don't know how to watch it. Isn't it on Apple TV? I don't do, I don't have Apple TV. Now, everybody raves about that show. I have a feeling I'm going to hate it, though. Because whenever there's a show everybody loves, I hate it. Hang on, I got a dog break. I'll be back. She's got to go potty. Don't go anywhere. Fucking over news. <clears throat> All right. Uh, That dog... Goes to the bathroom so much. Holy cow. That's like our fourth dump of the day. We should have called the dog the NFK. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Interruptions. You want a drink? Oh. You can get a drink of water? Go harass O'Neal maybe? I don't know. 
takes a village. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. The uh, open and live stream is in the books, and uh, I'm encouraging you to sign up for Patreon. Just got a, a new member today or yesterday. Thank you very much to John. J-O-N John. John Langland for sign, uh, signing up to Patreon. John, is, uh, this is his second go-around. Some time ago, he was a $5 a month patron, and uh, welcome back, John. $10 a month. I appreciate that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane if you want all of the additional content that I post. If not, that's cool, too. I just appreciate the support for you enjoying the free podcast. Uh, whatever it takes. Whatever you feel like. I uh, make it available. If you want it, it's there. 11 bonus hour, 11 bonus shows each week, hours and hours of content for you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. And uh, the shows that are on there include the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which is a lot of people's favorite. The Who Are These Zanes show, which usually runs about 30 minutes or so. And then the daily bonus uh, which is an extension of this show, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Who are I'm sorry, uh, the lost Zane recordings, and then the Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. Uh, today's open and live stream brought to you by Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. They are along Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. Right behind the Little Caesars. Already the lowest price in the entire state for all types of flooring. With an additional 10% off when you mention my name. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Hello to my friends at Bosco's Pub. Part of Terra Square. In Hudsonville, Michigan, Bosco's Pub, online at boscospub.com. Stop uh, stop over for a beer and a burger at Bosco's Pub. Racing this weekend at Berlin Raceway. Berlinraceway.com for tickets. They're just 14 bucks when you buy online. 15 and under free. Parking is free. You can bring in a cooler, 12 by 18 cooler or smaller. Loaded with all the snacks and soft drinks that you want. No glass, no alcohol. BerlinRaceway.com uh, Our very own West Michigan in the uh, national spotlight again. This time around. All the times that I've been talking about Ottawa County on this show and the nonsense going on there. It has caught the attention of the national press. Stand by. The Washington post did a story about all of these shenanigans going on in Ottawa County. Now I say shenanigans, but I always like to point out that this was all done fair and square. That is not lost on me. The political action committee organized, raised money, helped put a number of um, the county officials into office and a number of school board members at various schools in Ottawa County. But this article details 
the headline that says, in a thriving uh, Michigan uh, County, a community goes to war with itself. This is about how two of the members of the board that were backed by Ottawa Impact have now turned on them. And just the general vibe as to how they're doing business within the county since things got started. And uh, they do a wonderful job in their writing of it. You should check it out. I'll link it up in the show notes. It's a little bit disheartening. But um, honestly, I don't think this is going to last. I think it's burning hot and bright, and it's already burning itself out. A lot of people are talking about this article right now and all the shit going on. All right. Tom Brady is filing a lawsuit, or at least uh, he's threatening to file a lawsuit. After a couple of comedians did a couple of, did did like a deep fake of him doing stand-up or some shit. All right. A couple of comedians did a deep fake of Tom Brady doing stand-up and like basically standing on stage, fake Tom Brady, and uh, using his voice to tell nasty jokes with artificial intelligence. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Tom Brady taking aim at artificial intelligence, threatening to sue comedians after they used AI to impersonate him. And he's not the only one pushing back against the new technology. ABC's Mona Kozar-Abdi is back here with more. Mona, good morning again. Gio, good morning. Retired quarterback Tom Brady is... Excellent voice. Not laughing at an AI comedy stand-up simulating his voice that's making rounds. The incident, just the latest in the controversy surrounding the expansion of the technology and its regulation. This morning, seven-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback Tom Brady, the latest celeb to call foul against artificial intelligence. Brady threatening legal action after an online comedy show, Dudesy, produced a stand-up special featuring... Okay, they, they've got fake Tom Brady doing stand-up. Now, the two guys on Dudesy created this. What you see right now, the computer-generated content, is what they have a problem with. And it's like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. How could he have a problem with this? Look how stupid it looks. It, it looks like the, the shittiest 1980s uh, graphics you'd ever see. An AI-generated Brady making crass comments. The clip quickly making the rounds online. The Pat McAfee show airing an excerpt. Wow, it feels great to be back oh. in front of a crowd. But I got to say, even though this is a much, 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 much smaller crowd than I'm used to. That, that sounds exactly that that. really close. The dudesy video was taken down after Brady's attorney sent a cease and desist. Okay, now I admit it sounds like him. Letter to the No, I'm, but I mean, come on. What could he possibly be saying that is so damaging that an it only an idiot would not be able to realize that that's fake? The comedians behind the podcast, the entertainers standing by their special, calling it free speech. Well, you're not standing by your special if you agreed to take it down. It's exactly like what you would see if you watch any stand-up uh, comedy special or any uh, sketch comedy show, sorry, yeah, yeah, where, they're, yeah, 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 where yeah. they're doing impersonations of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's not. And the reason why it's not is because, um, the, first of all, the voice isn't exact like it is on, the, on here. And you can see clearly that it's another person. Uh, doing the impression this is just computer generated graphics some a moron might might assume that tom brady actually said that and they made the graphics 
to support The Voice. Brady isn't the only athlete fighting back. The family of German Formula One champion Michael Schumacher also planning to take legal action against a German tabloid, accusing the outlet of passing off a fake AI interview as the first with Schumacher following his 2013 near-fatal ski accident. So because... um a lot of the current wave of AI sounds like a human. It's very easy to mistake it for a human. Artificial intelligence also making waves in the music industry. Recently, Universal Music Group, who has represented artists like Rihanna and Drake, you used to call me on my cell phone. demanding streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music block AI-generated songs. Like this one of AI Drake and The Weeknd performing a reportedly fake collaboration called Heart on My Sleeve. Talking to a diva, yeah, she on my nerves. Oh, that's, that sounds great. What's up, Eric? Your DJ X is eventually taken down, but experts say this is just the beginning. One of the biggest... Either way, it sounds like shit problems with AI right now is there are no regulations. So what we have now is we have to trust that the technology companies are going to police themselves. And critics are skeptical that given the speed at which AI is developing, that the law may not be able to keep up. But in the meantime, advocacy groups have formed to protect artists, Geo. And like you said, Mona, this is just the beginning. Mm. All right. Thank you for that. Well, hey there, GMA. So then there's uh, the idea that Radio is going to start using uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, like when you turn on the radio, you'll hear an AI voice as opposed to a real DJ. That is uh, on the way. If it isn't already, Spotify has gone all in on this. If you're the if you want to listen to Spotify and you wanted to hear a voice in between the music. If you search just DJ, like DJ, letter D, letter J on Spotify, it's going to have a, it's going to play your music with the DJ in between the songs. If that's what you want. Now, I don't know why anybody would fucking want that. I would just rather listen to the music. I don't need some fucking AI voice to say, Hey, uh, it's time to listen to the Beatles. But this is what it sounds like. Here, ready to go. I'm going to start you off this Monday with some of your top songs from the past few months. Jackson Brown up first. Okay, now that's AI playing the song that I listen to all the time. So then it'll play a couple songs and then it'll come back. But if I don't want to hear this song, I can just bump ahead. Play the next song or I can hit the DJ button again. Okay, not feeling it. How about some folk then? I got some new stuff from the folk, roots, and indie singer-songwriter scene straight off Spotify's Fresh Folk playlist. Joy Olada Cone up first. So that's a song I like. But I don't want to hear that. I want to hear... Not feeling it. No problem. Coming up now, the music that soundtracked your summer's past. Grand Funk Railroad getting it started. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Moving on, I got to mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy really sounds like he's gonna listen to Grand Funk Railroad and know who the fuck they are. That should sound a lot like what you've been listening to. Something just your vibe. Starting off with this one from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's straight out of the hood, straight from the streets of Muskegon. Here's Led Zeppelin. 
All right, let's switch it up. I got Ray Wiley Hubbard, a few other artists like that. Check it out. All right, switching it up. I got a little glimpse of you from a few years back. The music you had in rotation in 2019, starring with the Quirobies. The Quirobies? It's the London Choir Boys, you asshole. All right, let's jump to a few songs from an artist you got some history with. This is The Doors. I think it's These Are The Doors, right? Up next, it's time for a vibe. And that vibe is headbanging, starring with Judas Priest. Yes. All right, let's try this. The blues are alive and well, and I got some of our editor's latest picks highlighting the artists that are carrying on a blues tradition today. Shut up, Robert Finley asshole. up first. Changing it up, I got blues picked. Okay, I got a... Um, I think I can add devil voice to this. Now that's a, a DJ I can get behind. Check, check, check. check. Yeah. No. Check, 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 yeah. All right. Hey, not feeling it. How about this one? From ACDC. Okay. Uh, Let me drop that. Increase that. It's for you. Moving on, I got a few songs from one of your top artists from the past. This is Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to play you something from Coco Montoya, plus a few more folks that are up your alley these days. Well, at least Coco Montoya's black. I'm getting the suggestion that uh, it sounds a lot like uh, another DJ. That was all fucked up. I didn't want devil voice on easy rhyme. That was LL Cool J on 89.1 WPHS. It's 20 past the hour of 8 in the city of Warren. I want to see those phone lines lighting up at 751-FM-89. You ask for easy rhyme, you talk to the main man, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince right here on 89.1 WPHS. You ask for easy rhyme, you talk to the main man. What if there's a way I could get Spotify to, to use that voice? City Warren. Tension in the city of war. Tension in the city of war. This is easy on 89.1 WPHS. We're going to tear it up. We're going to tear it up. Favorite songs. Hope your, your favorite, favorite artists. artists. We've got two hours. Eight till, till 10, 10 p.m. I'm going to want to hear those phone calls. 751 FM 89 is the number. Let's hear your suggestions. Let's hear your suggestions. Let's start it off right away with Run DMC. Together, Together forever. forever. Hey, yo, man, can we see the mics, man? Together One, two, forever. Okay, shifting gears. Now we're going to get into the world of hard rock for a while. This is the Black Crows to get it going. Yeah. Okay, let's jump to some hip hop pick just for you. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me lose my mind Up in here Up in here Alright, I think we're out of something with uh, 
Easy AI. The Easy AI segment. Maybe just a one-time thing, but uh, Kenny made the point, this is why I got Spotify. To not have to deal with this shithead. It's like they've added something to make it annoying. Ryan says a guy with that voice has never listened to the Black Crows. You're not, uh, you're not mistaken. Maybe that guy who was on the weed bus smoking on the news. All right. Michigan's premier gravel bike race is the dirty donut race. Listen to the dog. This dog is losing his fucking nerve. The dog is losing her mind. Just go to bed. (sighs) (laughs) Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Jesus. The uh, Dirty Donut Race is June 3rd. You go to dirtydonutrace.com and sign up. 10, 21, 41, and 61 mile races for the Dirty Donut. Dirtydonutrace.com. When you sign up, use code ZANE23. You'll save 10 bucks. That's awesome. There you go. DirtyDonutRace.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. The authority for car repairs in West Michigan. If you are in West Michigan, the right smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids. If you're on 44th Street, just a few blocks east of 131, that's where they are. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. Loaner cars are free. Reach out 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Veteran, lady, family owned. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. See, I just don't trust uh, trust this, this dog. Um, when she goes to sleep I'm happy otherwise I got like one eye on her the whole damn time okay when you're growing up uh, was there a, a bus driver that was constantly yelling at you to sit the fuck down uh, we had Mr. Nowicki who he was perfect for that job you know old as shit grumpy uh, the kids always raised hell and he'd occasionally pull over and threaten us. That's good. You want that. He should have gone further. This dude in Colorado, he, uh, he's driving the bus and the kids are acting like assholes. And he goes, I need you all to sit down in your chairs and your seats. If you don't sit down, Bad things can happen. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. And these are kindergartners to like sixth grade. So the, uh, there's no way they're listening to the bus driver. So the bus driver says, okay, this is what happens if you don't sit out in your seat. And he, he's coming to a stop anyway. 
and he taps the brakes a little harder than he should, and the kids go forward, and their faces kiss the seat in front of them. Oh, my God. The end of the world. This guy is fucking charged with 30 counts of child abuse, one for each little fuck on the bus. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Check this out. School bus driver is now facing 30 child abuse charges after intentionally slamming on the brakes to, quote, teach the kids a lesson. 13 Investigates has obtained video from inside the bus that shows the students' faces hitting the seats in front of them. The Douglas County School District calls the video incredibly difficult to watch. Oh, come on. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? Chief investigative reporter Chelsea Brensel is live in Castle Rock tonight. After okay, now the first one, it looked jarring because you didn't know when it was coming. But that is not a big deal. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? Like, watch the little kid with the uh, pink jacket on. What happens to her? She ba- Look at... <laughs> kid goes, oh my God! Chief investigative reporter Chelsea Brensel is live in Castle Rock tonight after speaking with a parent and the school district about what's turned into a criminal case. Chelsea. After the incident, the Douglas County school bus driver told district officials that he was sorry for his actions, but he also said that he was an old school guy that was trying to educate and control the students on the bus. I'm old school. You guys need to be in your seats. On March 1st, at least 30 Castle Rock Elementary School students were riding the bus home. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? Oh. 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 Do you get that? That's why you need to be in your seat. Turn around and sit down properly. If you guys can't do that, you will get written up. Do you get that? One kid says, why would he do that? Another kid says, are you okay? What? The kid's like, why would he do that? At home, we act like assholes, and we never get in trouble. Why would he do that? The students, ranging from kindergarten to sixth grade, were confused and startled from the jolt at just nine miles per hour. This little girl on the back of the bus picked up her phone. Oh, The kid says, um, the bus driver hit the brakes and somebody got hurt so badly. This little snitch fuck. And is like bleeding on the cheek. We tell the bus driver, but he, we, we tell the bus driver, but he no care. So the kid's stupid too. Off at the stop. She started crying. The driver closed the door and started to pull away before opening the door to speak to the adult that picked her up. Is she okay? Is she all right? During the drive, Parent says, might go easy on the brakes. The back piped up to listen to the exchange. They were running all over the place. What? They, they have to sit in their seat. We they were. would not get bounced around if they didn't stay in their seat. We were. So I'm sorry if she got hurt, but there was 60 kids on here bouncing all over the place. And I'm the substitute driver. <laughs> the driver that normally doesn't, does not have any control on these kids. So I was trying to get them to... To get in their seats 
I had them on the microphone. I said they need to be in their seat. I was coming to a stop, and I hit the brakes hard because they weren't. They were not listening. Okay, so he admits that he's fucked. Okay, in this day and age, this guy is screwed. Now we should start a GoFundMe for this guy to get him millions of dollars for being an absolute uh, wonderful bus driver. This is we need more bus drivers like this. So I'm sorry if she got hurt. She was. He's not sorry. He should have doubled down and said, "Yeah, fuck that bitch." The only student who told a parent they were hurt that day. My son came tearing. Okay, this chick. <laughs> okay. You can tell she's a pain in the ass. He came tearing through the door that afternoon. He sprinted all the way home. He was out of breath and red-faced and absolutely sobbing and shaking. Um, he was terrified. When oh. Thompson helped her fourth grade... Sounds like a pussy. ...son calmed down, he told her what happened on the bus. She immediately called the district's transportation office, asking them to pull the video. He had slammed his head into the... Um, that is so not a big deal. Did you see that? Watch! ...to pull the video. He had slammed his head... Oh, no! ...into the... Um, the seat back in front of him, another buddy had slammed his head into the window, um, so his neck and his head were hurting. Lauren was especially concerned oh my God. her son was still recovering from a concussion after slipping on ice a few weeks before. In uh -huh. moments when he's telling you this, how do you feel? Scared to death that somebody hurt my kid. Oh, no. Um, you know, I, I know not all the kids. We are fucked. We, okay, we as a society, these are the losers who are going to be taking care of us when we're old. We are so fucked. On the bus, had a concussion, but instantly I'm like, okay, do we need to go to the uh, the ER? What's happening? Um, who is this person? This is not... I've never been so annoyed with a chick who I think is pretty hot. A regular bus driver. That person, that driver, is 61-year-old Brian Fitzgerald. Yes. He was hired as a bus driver by Douglas County School District in October. My man. Internal school records reviewed by 13 investigates reveal Fitzgerald had just finished up class less than a week before and was, quote, only half driving by himself and is not experienced in dealing with difficult students. I'd say he handled it perfectly. In the days prior to the incident, he had been driving special education students. This was his first time driving a general education bus. Uh -huh. The evening of the incident on the bus, Fitzgerald wrote this letter to supervisors, which 13 investigates obtained from his employee file. He expressed concerns about what he described as a historical pattern of improper student management on the bus he was driving that day. Okay. Fitzgerald wrote that he told the children on the bus to sit down four times before hitting the brakes while rolling to a stop sign. He ended the letter saying he was sincerely sorry for his action. Ah. Being a new driver, I did not make the best decision. And if I were able to redo what I did, I would rethink my decision. Uh, you see, now you're fucked. Fitzgerald called himself an old school guy during an interview with the district. He was pulled from driving all school buses in Douglas County the day after the incident. The district. Okay, now they're talking about his job performance. Uh, in all seriousness, I can understand in today's day and age why they would not allow him to drive anymore. But you got to understand, he's got 30 child abuse charges are being levied against this poor dude. 30 child abuse charges. Then sent the information to the Castle Rock Police Department and fired Fitzgerald. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? I do. Ah! <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. 
we take for you little pricks sit out granted inside the school is safe we trust they've all been vetted and are oh, oh god and i hate that we can't okay furthermore the whole idea of that being a safe scenario you want to talk about safe you're in a vehicle that has no seat belts uh, there, if, if you really wanted to make a seat uh, a bus safe each bus would have a not only a seat belt but a shoulder harness to keep them in case there is an accident why if you're so concerned just because they're in a bus doesn't mean that they're safe if there's a car accident are you kidding me i've often wondered about bus transportation how unsafe it is believe that but we can't now lauren is preparing for her son to testify if the criminal case against Fitzgerald goes to trial a spokesperson for the douglas county school district tells 13 investigates riding a bus to and from school should be a happy enjoyable experience for students the behavior and actions of this bus driver are completely unacceptable they're uh, throwing him under the (laughs) bus we are so grateful to the parents and the principal who reported this incident, allowing us to take swift action and ensure this driver was never again allowed behind the wheel of a DCSD bus. That is a statement you make when you are afraid about a major lawsuit, a class action lawsuit against the school district. That's what that is. Fitzgerald repeatedly declined to interview with 13 investigates. He is due in court in mid-May for the 30 misdemeanor child abuse charges filed against him in this incident. One of those child abuse charges includes bodily injury to a student. That charge on its own carries a maximum punishment of 364 days in jail. Reporting live in Castle Rock, Chelsea Brensel, 13 investigates. I would have... Uh, such a difficult time being in that scenario and the judge says what do you have to what do you have to say for yourself and my response is fuck you and fuck all these kids and fuck their parents go to hell go fuck yourselves ah bob is pissed says he needs a promotion he also says no problems with special needs, but bus full of regular kids is the problem. Special needs, regular kids. Uh, Kenny says probably one of the worst and lowest paid jobs in the entire country. F that. Hold on a second. O'Neill, you okay? He's having a seizure. PSN Bleach says, this lady needs to suck a big black dick. Oh, my God. School buses are just stupid, everything about them. Cole says, who sent me the story, thank you. And now your kids will need to walk to school. Tyler says, on the flip side, if he just allowed them to run around and they got in an accident, he would be in trouble for not harshly enforcing that the kids sit in their seats. Ryan says the charges need to be dropped. Let's hope the judge isn't an R word. Corey says Eric's going to do this next time he's driving a limo. No, I would never do that. (laughs) Quoting 
a few good men. Yes, they deserve to bash the seats in front of them, and I hope it happens again. That's what he should tell the judge. Yeah, this whole thing is a big pile of shit. I remember uh, a lot of shit used to go on on the bus. I remember Billy Cesaric was plotting to kick my ass on the bus. Didn't even see it coming. In drafting class, I started calling him duck ass. Because his ass would stick out. And uh, so, hey, duck ass, duck ass. And he goes, you're fucking dead. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't even think about it. And then on the bus, I noticed he was suspiciously quiet. And they dropped us off. And there was people, there was like a murmur going on around the bus. It felt like everyone was in on a piece of information except for me. And I, I was so stupid it didn't even occur to me that they were getting ready for the best vantage point to see him pummel my fucking face. And uh, sure enough, man, I get off the bus and he's like, all right, it's time. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Put him up. Oh, that was rough. He whipped the shit out of me right there. And then back then the bus driver, they like the kids are getting off and he knows it's coming. And what does he do? He closes the door. See you later. He didn't care. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, justice in school. Bus stop justice. You no doubt deserve that shit. There was always something spectacular about when some of the kids in school who were known to be badasses. It was one thing if the badass beat up somebody like me real one-sided affair if that happened to me i would just contact my brother i'd go back home and with my got my ass kicked jim uh whoever beat my ass he would show up at the school and beat the fuck out of who beat the fuck out of me which would then in turn mean i'd get my ass beat even worse the next day so it was a cycle like i come home with a black eye what happened oh i got my ass kicked oh okay he goes to school he kicks somebody's ass and then I get my ass kicked the next day by someone else because I got my brother. So then I go home, my lips busted up. Oh, who did it this time? Oh, this guy. Oh, shit. He goes back. It's horrible. The whole school year I'm getting, I'm just, I was concussed the whole year. Uh, nowadays, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if that happens, but uh, back when we were growing up, there was uh, in particular Danny Donovan taking on Steve Damron. Now, this was epic because Damron was a stoner and a badass. And Donovan was the quarterback of the football team. So you've got the jocks taking on the stoners, their representative. It was just like Game of Thrones, trial by combat. Okay? And... um. It was a huge upset. Nobody figured that Donovan, the quarterback, would be able to beat up Damron. But he actually got him to submit. He had him down on the ground in like a rear naked choke, and he got him to actually agree to stop fighting, and then that was it. It was over. Fucking intense. Couldn't believe it. We were all shook. 
But nowadays, if the bus driver taps the brakes and the kid's face happens to bump up gently against the uh, the seat back in front of them, oh my God, my child was hurt. And you know, there's going to be one of those dads. The moms are the ones that are probably losing it. And the dad's like, ah, oh, fuck. Do we really have to file a lawsuit? Do we really have to uh, press charges against this poor guy? Occasionally, you'll get a mom who's not that pissed off. And she's like, good. I'm glad it happened to him. He's a little shit. My God. What an absolute shit show. Kenny says this shit happens every time a bus driver has to hit their brakes. Concerning me getting beat up. That was the day Zane learned to never run his mouth again. No, I, that's been perpetually. I would uh, run my mouth, uh, even well, even now, even like probably today. And then if something bad happens, you just deal with it. Still worth it. All right. Uh, Cole, if you see that, uh, Story, any further updates on that, please send it my way. Kenny says he feels bad for the guy. I feel bad for the guy, too. Okay, uh, sorry about the interruptions, but now I got to go potty. I'll be right back. All right, thank you. Sorry for the interruption. I love the comment, Eric's whole life is fucking around and then finding out. That's true. I love that. Fucking around and finding out. That should be on a t-shirt. You ever like have a dream in the middle of the night and then you forget about it. And then at a weird time, you remember that you had that dream that just happened to me. I was going tinkle and I went, oh yeah, I had a dream last night, a, uh, that I was drinking again. I've talked about this countless times. That for decades, I have been having dreams where I am drinking alcohol. So many of these now that in my conscious state, my awake state, I sometimes have to really work hard to decipher the dream state from the awake state. And those, these dreams are so real that they burn into my brain as actual things that happened. So I'm like, for uh, like, let's say <clears throat> five years will pass and the dream that I just had will still be uh, manifesting as, did that actually happen? Now I know it didn't. Uh, I've never had a drop of alcohol since June of 1996. Uh, Tyler says it's either drinking dreams or gay dreams with you, LOL. Yeah, I haven't had a, a gay dream in a little while. Corey says you absolutely had to fall off the wagon. What would be your first drink? Do you mean, can you write that in English so that it's like in the form of a, a, a grammatically correct sentence so that I can read it as such. Uh, Kenny says, Oh my God, LOL. That's got to mess with you. 
If you were forced to drink again and could have any drink you want, what would you pick? Uh, Budweiser beer. That's pretty much all I drank. Budweiser and Bush. Not Bud Light. I hated Bud Light. But I would probably drink a Bud Light just to piss everybody off. Okay. Thanks to my friends at A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Get your furnace tuned up. Joe Martinez is coming to visit me very soon to tune up. I'm sorry, tune up the AC. Furnace is the wintertime. Tune up the AC, 616-516-8579. It's $79 to get this done. And if you're not doing this, you're making a huge mistake because the previous cooling season, um, all of the dirt, dust, debris, and shit in the air, it's uh, caked onto those fins on the unit that's outside of your home, making it hard for it to pull air in to cool. All right. That means it's going to work harder, which means it's going to cost you more money and energy to cool your home. And because the unit's working harder, it's going to add more wear and tear and shorten the lifespan of it. So every year you should do this $79 with A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Call and mention me. You get 0% off if you do that. If you need a furnace installed or an AC installed, have them do it. 616-516-8579. I got a mortgage professional who's expanded to everywhere in the United States. There are some exceptions, Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. But otherwise, no matter where you are, there is a Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage office near you. 231-332-6505. Get your mortgage. Now, I hear a lot of people say, ah! Yeah, the market's terrible, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get a mortgage now. Well, okay. Let's say you want that house and it's available right now. And you go. I just can't get it now. Ding dong. Get the mortgage now. Buy the house and then refinance it when the mortgage rate drops. It's going to fall. It's falling right now. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on the house. Yes, you will get a shittier loan now because of the interest rate, but it's going to fall. It already is. Uh, 231-332-6505. Also, if you just want to get some money out of your current home to pay off a high-interest credit card bill, you can do that. 231-332-6505 because better to pay on whatever your uh, percentage rate on the refi is on your loan that you're using to pay off that high-interest credit card bill. Better to pay that rate than the 25% on the credit card. Call Mario today. Sarah Honda Granville invites you in to check out their line of brand new Honda vehicles on the lot. Test drive one today at Sarah Honda Granville. Honda cars last forever. They have a parking lot full the largest parking lot in Michigan full of certified pre-owned vehicles for you to check out as well. So you can drive off in a car today at Sarah Honda Granville, S E R R a Honda Granville.com longtime sponsor of this show. Okay. The history of the NFK. 
It's a perfect opportunity to explain it. Every time I tell these stories, more layers are added to them. Now for the, um, I can't obviously get every detail of the NFK. But it's important if you're new here to figure out, to be able to figure out what the hell is going on when I refer to the NFK. That is a name that uh, we came up with as No Filter Kevin. If you recall, maybe on the old radio days, I used to describe Diana's brothers as the Doobie Brothers, David and Kevin. Uh, David died unexpectedly a few years ago. David and Kevin live together. Hold on. We got a puppy. Puppy issue. Time out. Come here. Got to keep an eye on her. I'm out. These dudes live together their whole lives. Um, Part of that, I don't know how that became a thing, but uh, Dave, um, I don't want to say was the caretaker of Kevin because Kevin, uh, long-time epilepsy condition, which eventually he was able to rid himself of the epilepsy through a uh, temporal lobe temporal lobe lobotomy they cut open his head and uh, took off his skull and then they cut out a portion of the brain that was they think the problem for the epilepsy the surgery worked but it affected his uh, uh, prefrontal cortex of his brain which is the area that filters out uh, shit stuff that you shouldn't say in public you know uh, keeps your uh, temper in check, keeps you from uh, being, well, some people accuse me of having a damaged prefrontal cortex as well. But uh, so he dies, David dies, and uh, Kevin doesn't have a pot to piss in. Nothing. Uh, right away, he moves in with us. Uh, there was, I had, there was no negotiating this. And and frankly, I'm, I'm glad. Um, I enjoy having him around here. It's not a um, the things the, that make him a pain in the ass are tolerable, at least for me. Um, you have to be a little bit patient because uh, there's a, a numerous issues that uh, take place because of. Well, first of all, um, one of the biggest issues is he's the biggest slob that has ever existed. When he's making food, he gets like the food on his fingers and then he'll touch everything. And so there's food smears on every surface that he touches. And there's a, a, uh, a ritual that I have to do every day. I have to wipe off the fridge with like cleaner and then the microwave because he's cooking up his hot pockets and specifically the salt and pepper shaker. There's there's chunks of food on the actual shaker because he grabs it and then he doesn't use napkins. He just wipes it on all my appliances and shit. Uh, 
all sorts of numerous uh, problems. One of the things that, that Diana said about the NFK was she goes, okay, but yes, you can move in, but we need to improve your health because he hasn't seen a doctor in years. So then she's like, okay, Eric, here, he's yours. So it's my job to plan all of his uh, uh, doctor's visits and get him to them and make sure that we're trying. He's like an old car. We're trying to flip an old car and, Okay, so we had a major neck surgery, um, all sorts of other things. That his mouth is a disaster because he stopped brushing his teeth for years. So all he does in the house here is is sit and watch TV. Now he's not like retarded or anything. I don't want to give you that idea, but uh, he has issues when it comes to these outbursts. So. Like, for example, when he first moved in, it took a, a lot of these interactions where I was able to get him to calm down. One in particular was, uh, let's see, he moved in in July of whatever year. And then, uh, hey, Darla. She's got toys and she chews on pillows. Here. Do this. Okay, about tax time. Tax time comes around. And I go, hey, uh, Kevin, are you have you uh, filed a return in, in at all recently? And when he would get frustrated, his hands and arms would wave. And he's almost like he's... Uh, diagramming his rage with his hand signals so if i would walk in and i would say hey uh it's tax time have you uh filed a return in uh last few years now i know he hasn't he goes fuck that fuck i put money into that system they ain't taking any of my fucking money fucking bullshit they take it up to here and here and here here they're not gonna take any of my fucking money and so he starts doing all that shit um, while that's going on, I go, okay, time, time out, time out, time out, time out. And this was one of many instances where I said, okay, we need to get out of the habit of that type of a response to simple questions. Turns out I had the return done for him and the uh, years that he missed and uh, he was owed thousands of dollars by the government. This is how I win his trust. I go, okay, so now I uh, f- I filled out. We, we got all your returns done for the last several years. Um, they're depositing $7,000 into your account. His eyes open. He goes, what? I go, yeah, dude, you don't make any money. You get a very small pension and you get Social Security. You get that money back that you paid into it because you're you don't make enough. He, he couldn't believe it. So I won him over. Um, one time, in order to get uh, his Social Security in place, or his pension or some shit. No, it was, it was his Medicare. I had, I had to make a phone call to, to uh, the folks at Medicare. And uh, I have to be on the phone call. And so I introduced myself to the person on the other, on the other. Yeah. Lo- 
What are you doing? I introduced myself to the person on the phone. Stop! And uh, I go, Kevin, um, this lady's... Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. Smell shit. Either there was a fart or there's a turd in this room. I don't know. So I'm talking to this lady and I go, okay, Kevin, she's going to ask you some questions. Just answer yes or no. And uh, one of the first questions is she goes, um, is the best number to reach you in case of a disconnect? And she gives the phone number that um, he used to use uh, when he was living with his brother. And she says, is the best number to reach you? And she gives the number. Now, all he has to say is yes or no. But he starts to get frustrated. And he's like, well, fuck, I don't have that fucking phone anymore. Fucking shit, motherfucker. And he's like getting pissed. And he's actually saying these words into the phone. And I go, um, and I put my hand up and he stops talking. I go, ma'am, um, <clears throat> I'll be right with you. I'm going to mute. I got to, I got to take care of something. I'll be right back. I mute. And he realized he fucked up. And I look at him and go, dude, all you need to do is answer yes or no. You don't need to say any other words. He goes, okay. Hey, man, we're back. Uh, let's start all over. Okay, James, is his is real first name is James. James uh, is the best number to reach you. And she gives the number and he looks around, looks at me and he goes, no. She goes, okay, uh, what is the number? And then I, and I go, okay, that would be, be my phone. Number. And I gave him my phone number. So then, you know, he's getting that. Uh, probably the worst example of the no filter, though, was when he and I went up north, spent some time, sit by the fire, cook hot dogs, have, make s'mores, you know. And uh, there's a nice uh, old growth forest up there. There's a couple of like nature exhibits. You go in, you see the stuffed coyote and whatever. He takes off his sweatshirt and he puts it over his shoulder. It's a yellow sweatshirt. He still has it to this day. I walk in, we walk in and uh, we're just kind of looking at shit. Ah, oh, look at, there's the stuffed bear. Oh, there's the arrowheads that they found when they were uh, building the logging camp. Ah, oh, yeah. And there's Cub Scouts everywhere. I never forget it. A whole fucking like five packs for the Cub Scouts. And he's right in the actual center of the room. Room shaped like an octagon. And the sweatshirt rolls off of his shoulder and drops on the ground. Now, he has a hard time bending over. No, I'm right there. So I'll just, I'm just going to pick it up. But he realizes it's fallen and he gets pissed. And he extends his middle finger. He points it at the sweatshirt and says, you fucking, and then says the N-word. 
everybody stops talking. Piano roll, silverware, needle scratch. Everybody's just looking, and they're all like, holy shit. And I go, uh, buddy, let let me get it. And I, I pick it up, and I go, let's... Uh, Let's head out. Let's just get out of here. People are staring at us, watching us leave. And uh, I go, Kevin, you can't say that word. You can't anywhere, ever. You can't. You can no longer do that. Fuck me. I go. You put me in a real bad spot when you do that. I mean, that's all I need is a headline: Eric Zane with racist. Eric Zane racist roots. Oh, my God. Uh, in addition to smearing food everywhere off his fingers, the, uh, the occasional, uh, he gets, I find feces in strange spots around the house. In my opinion, the only place that feces should be found is in a toilet, but uh, there's various, he gets it on his face. I think he's in the bathroom, and he'll wipe, and then, Somehow it gets on his hand and then rather than wiping it on more toilet paper and putting it in the toilet, he, he touches shit and will smear. It's a, it's a definition of a poo-poo Picasso or a doo-doo Da Vinci or a messy Michelangelo. It's just, and so I'm constantly cleaning this shit. That is just the tip of the iceberg on the NFK. Uh, I suggest you listen to episode 940 for the infamous uh, men's warehouse incident with Gary. Gary is the dude who works at the men's warehouse, who my interaction uh, with him was that... It might be the greatest story that I've ever had to tell. I usually know that I'm on to a great story when it's so bad that in the immediate in the uh, immediate moments after the incident happens, I think to myself, I can never speak of this happening. Never, ever. And then as time passes, my brain starts formulating how I'm going to tell the story. And then I realize at the start of the storytelling that I have a bona fide fucking Grammy award winning spoken word moment. Holy shit. Mm-mm-mm. Kenny says, I had a doctor appointment the other day and I forgot my earbuds. Another stream I participated in was live and I commented where I was and that I forgot my earbuds. Guy said he'd be PG after reading my comment. I increased the volume and took him at his word. Then he totally fucked me over. Wow, I didn't realize that the uh, Centipede Pac-Man podcast could be so dirty. Yeah, that's a bad scene to be sure. I don't know what the fuck it has to do with what we're talking about now. but <laughs> Thanks for that out of left field comment. 
Thank you, Jimmy in Maine. All right. I want to leave you with uh, something that I uh, somebody sent me. I think it was Randall who sent me this clip of uh, former hockey coach Bruce Boudreau. When he was coaching the Washington Capitals, he coached them up to 2012. I think he most recently coached Vancouver Canucks. I think he's out of hockey right now. I'll leave you with Bruce Boudreaux's motivational speech. Audio check, video check. Hey, have a seat for a second. By the way. Look at I have never Oops. Sorry, I'm fucking shit up already. Seen a bunch of guys look so fucking down when something bad happens. What are you guys like prima donna perfect that if you can't fucking handle adversity, so shit's not going right. It's not fucking working the last ten days. Fucking get your heads out of your ass and fucking make it work by outworking the opposition. You kill two fucking men, and then we stand around and, and watch it while they, they fucking score here. Fucking, you come to the bench like fucking this, and when the power play, it's not working, so you're trying to stick handle. You're looking like this and not standing. Outwork the fucking guys. If you want it, don't just think you want it. Go out and fucking want it. But you're not looking like you want it. You look like you're feeling sorry for yourselves. And nobody fucking wants anybody that's feeling sorry for themselves. You got 20 fucking minutes, you're down by one fucking shot. Surely the fuck we can deal with this. <laughs> okay. Nowadays, you say that, you get fired. You cannot talk to young people that way. I love that. That's like, that's, uh, that's taken out Jocko motivation as my new favorite. Surely to fuck. Fuck the Soviets. Screw them. Cole says, except the one on our team, Ovechkin. We need him. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, we got the asshole of the day. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, first off, though, thank you to my friends at Kent County Health Department for being part of the show. Uh, okay, so it's important that you know about the WIC program. Maybe not for you, but for someone maybe in your neighborhood, someone you know and love. Uh, the WIC program keeps people fed. You need more information, reach out to the Kent County Health Department at 616-632-7200. TC paintball. Uh, less than a week. We're getting after it with paintball war number 22, the spring fling. If you want to book your own event at Michigan's premier paintball destination, reach out to TC paintball through their website, tcpaintballgr.com. Your asshole of the day is also brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, how can I describe this? Let me think here. 
pussy parents slash kids dash bus. Your asshole of the day. Biggest problem is the parents. And the hero of the day is the Colorado bus driver. That guy needs a medal. I love that bus driver. If can you imagine if like in 1978, I went home and I said, Hey dad, uh, what happened? The bus driver stepped on the brakes. Yeah. What did you do? And then you look at him like, Oh no, I'm fucked. And then he beats your ass because you were making life miserable for the bus driver. Oh, uh, Nikki says, before you take off, what is Diana's eye color and the color of the trailer in the forest? Let me get back to you on that. I don't want to screw that up because to me, her eyes are green. And I'll get you an actual picture of the trailer, the trailer color. So you can have that. I know you're up to, you're up to something fantastic again. Maybe another work of art we can have here in the studio. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's free podcast. There's more podcasting on the Patreon. I'll get to that coming up. Patreon.com slash Eric Zing. Till next time, folks, have a good one. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye.